0: the booth. Her smile was home. She would make small talk. She would ask about my work. Our conversations were short yet intimate. She would jot down my order and return with a bowl of hot piping clam chowder with a packet of oyster crackers. I would smash the crackers and clumsily scatter its remains in my bowl. I bowed my head to no one, giving myself respite before I partook in my singular meal of that day. I was sleeping odd hours, sleeping in the late morning and waking in late evening. My life was in disarray. I was perpetually in a state of sadness. I would scan YouTube and watch documentaries of the starving children of North Korea, and I would sit there and bawl, hugging myself, feeling sorry for myself, and it felt so damn good. A memory of my childhood came to mind. I was in the bathroom, fresh from a beating from my father, a beating which I knew was yet again unjustified. I cried from the pain of my bruised arse, my hands rubbing and feeling the deep mark that the rod had imprinted, its color quickly going purple from a flash of red against my skin. I looked into the mirror, and I examined my furrowed brows that creased under my grimace. As I stared hard, I transferred out of my body, rising above and observing objectively how silly I looked, this little boy crying alone in the bathroom. I remember I was conscious of holding in my yelp so as not to give my father the satisfaction that he beat his child good. I told myself to stop the crying as I induced a temporal, comatose state. I heard myself laughing, laughing rather hysterically, maniacally, and quite enjoying it. I laughed aloud, and I had to quiet my giddiness and miss my pain. It was then I understood madness. However, tonight's outpour did not find itself to be an act of cathartic perversion. No, tonight I wept authentically. I was not necessarily in a tragic stasis in my life. After all, I was the spitting image of American Dream personified. I was self-made, a walking entrepreneurial sacrosanct. I had my finances under control. I was young and full of ideas. I made money based on how I looked at the world. I was fearless and brave. And yet I never felt so alone and fragile in my life. I found solace at a diner that was open 24-7 and was located conveniently around the corner where I lived. At the oddest hours of the night, I sat in the far end of the restaurant, sitting in the corner booth and interacting with this sweet Thai lady who carried herself with ease in her short bob she would wear on her head as a proud cow. When she asked how I was, I appreciated her ask more than she could imagine. I didn't answer forthright, but it was all in my eyes. She felt it and she knew that she was providing comfort to this dear stranger that always found himself here. Years would pass and I eventually moved out of the neighborhood, but I would occasionally find myself back in the booth, and there she was yet again, unblemished from time, still with the kind eyes, an air of reassurance, a woman truly of my heart's calling, a nourisher, the anti-Shiva, my Vishnu. One night, there I sat, and I motioned to her, and she arrived. This time I asked her what her name was. Annie is what she replied with her coyish older voice. Had she been thirty years younger, I would have taken her for a drink, perhaps in Chinatown, to a bar named Hop Louis, where red lights lit the small checkered dance floor, a vintage jukebox spewing melodies of Elvis and Sinatra. Gimlets, greyhounds, and old fashions pouring from a jaded Chinaman, bifocal and cranky, he too would find himself in a merry mood. It would be a place where the jolly spell of being Crosby's white Christmas shone year round. All would be joyous, even killed and well in this tucked away oasis in the kingdom. Annie, a pleasure to meet you. She leaned towards me as if bowing her ear. She smiled, and I felt that youthful spark that she hid ever so well in her seasoned years. She pulled out her pen and she said, Clam Chowder? I nodded sheepishly, and she briskly gathered my menu and began to daintily walk away. On second thought, make it a steak. I'm sorry? Steak, New York cut, medium well, side of steamed vegetables and mash. Gravy? No gravy, please. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. My steak arrived and Annie and I shared small chat about life, how the years have changed, where I've lived since. We cut up like old friends, a pair of souls, each of our individual fight. I found out Annie arrived to the States 20 years ago, and she's been working and making her way. She mentioned she had no children. She cared herself well. I soon paid my tab and bid farewell. I picked up a toothpick at the counter, and with a raise on my brow I headed out. The night was quiet with a few cars impatiently waiting at the stop. I chewed on my pick, hastily breathing in that wisp of cool evening, jauntily walking with an air of satisfaction. I looked to the sky, and it was nothing more than a cold black slate, the moon gone missing. It was my kind of dark sky, my kind of dark, my kind.